The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded September 26th, 2023. Enjoy. Welcome to the October edition of Life in the Tax Lane. We are in the fall. Snow is coming very quickly. Uh, leaves are they're gone. It looks like a dead land. But, you know, hey, that's life. okay. I am not impressed with your opening comment. Dead land, snow is falling. Are you kidding me? You've got to knock on wood. You can't say stuff like that. I haven't it's seen a tough any morning. You back on. me up. Fall is the most wonderful time of the year. The government gives me back the hour they stole in April. You had a tough morning too? <laughs> oh boy. Well, anyways, we should probably get into the technical material. And I, I do have to say, Halloween is coming soon. And if I can dress up for anything, I think I'm going to dress up as a sea balloon. But I'm guessing that will be a little confusing for people. Sort of like no. the press release on Siba that just came out. So what am I talking about here? We know that there's some extended deadlines for Siba. And it originally sounded like you'd have a whole extra year to pay off the loan and still get yeah, the loan forgiveness. But no, that's not how it works. Yes, you have an extra year to pay it off, but it has nothing to do with the loan forgiveness. So you've got an extra year, 5% interest you're going to be paying. If we're talking about... The loan forgiveness portion, yes, we did get an extension, but we're talking about 18 days, so till January 18th. Now, now the other thing, too, is if you do apply for refinancing by the 18th, uh, then you can still get loan forgiveness as long as you have it paid off or the one portion paid off by March 28th. So that's good. We still have that available to us. Now, a couple things to take note of. First of all, the 5% interest rate associated with these loans will start January 19th, regardless of whether you're applying for refinancing and getting loan forgiveness or not. So it starts from that date. Now, the other thing is, if you want to get this loan forgiveness, not only do you have to pay off the principal portion, but the interest as well. That's a little detail that could cause problems and could put you out. Hugh, what were you saying? $20,000. So it could be a big deal. We want to watch out for that. Yeah, definitely want to make sure that we're covered in getting that 20000 forgiven. Now, in that same announcement, Joe, we heard that we're going to try to do something about the high cost of housing. And we're going to do it by reducing the cost of constructing new multi-unit residential properties. Basically, you got to have four or more units in this construction project. Uh, and if you qualify, instead of the normal rebate you get on constructing new rental properties, 36% of the GST, and a cap, once you hit 350000 in value, which is not much in some centers, it starts getting clawed back. No, we're going to give you back all 5% of the federal GST, and we don't care how valuable the property is, you get it all back as long as you meet the relevant requirements, which a lot of us looked at the announcements and said, could you please give us the details on the relevant requirements? I guess we're waiting for the legislation. Oh, here's the legislation, Bill C-56, it says... It has to be prescribed property that meets prescribed conditions. Okay, now we wait for the regulations. And we're also waiting for some clarification on which projects are going to qualify based on, here we go again, with timing issues. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be projects that start September 14, 23 or later. It's not cutting off until the end of 2030. But what does started construction mean? I have to have started digging the hole? Uh, could I just be getting my permits? Did that start construction? If we've already got the whole half dug, can we go fill it back up again, pat it down and come back again in a month? Uh, we're certainly waiting for a lot of detail on this, but at least it's a step in the right direction. I got to figure if you lop that 5% GST 
and maybe some of the provinces pony up on HST or PST as well. Well, if it costs less to build, I can rent it for less and still get the same profit margin. I assume the builders will be interested in that. Big time, big time. We're going to carry on, continue talking about renovations, but this is the this next discussion is in the context of that home accessibility tax credit, where you can get that 15% credit on up to $20,000 of eligible renovations. So when we're thinking about renovations in this context, we're looking at renovations that you do to your home to make it more functional, uh, more kind of safe for certain individuals. Uh, typically, we're thinking about those 65 plus or in some cases, individuals that are eligible for the disability tax credit. What we had this month was a technical interpretation looking at certain renovations, but rather than focusing on renovations that help with physical disabilities, we looked at renovations that would help with mental impairments. So for example, they provided uh, the situation where maybe we have a child with a mental impairment, maybe they're very, very sensitive to light, so you install dimmer switches to ass uh, assist with that sensitivity. Maybe if they have issues with anxiety because you know they're too constrained, uh, claustrophobic, maybe by widening doors, widening spaces, that would help address the mental impairment there. So a really nice technical interpretation looking at this HATSE credit beyond the traditional physical impairments that we might think about. I gotta say, Kate, good on the CRA officer yeah. who assessed this for thinking outside the box and applying what was supposed to be something to help out these disabled individuals accordingly. Now to shift gears again, I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, capital cost allowances. So uh, over the last handful, just over a handful of years, uh, we had a number of initiatives brought forward, incentives that would allow you to get extra depreciation in your first year of purchase. Now I've got to say, all of these things are changing December 31st of 2023. So if you're going to buy assets, you know we have to take into account that we might get different rates of depreciation. The first, the big one, the immediate expensing property, IEP, you get a 100% write-off for tons of different types of property. But again, it's got to be purchased, it's got to be made available for use by the end of this calendar year. So we've got a timeline there. If you're late, if you're after that, uh, then you don't get it. Now, that's not absolute because this would only, these, this, this timeline, time frame only applies to CCPCs and certain partnerships that have um, eligible partnerships that have at least one party who is not an individual. If we're talking about uh, individuals and partnerships where they're all individuals, we get an extra year for it. But for those corporations in, in particular, we got a time crunch we're dealing with here. Now, there are these other initiatives too. For example, purchase of zero emission vehicles or zero emission uh, automotive equipment or clean energy equipment or manufacturing and processing equipment. These types of assets, we're all eligible for that 100% up through the end of this calendar year. But starting January 1st, that rate is going to go down to 75%. So again, it's not an all or nothing here. You still get something, but it's significantly less. And then finally, we had accelerated uh, investment initiative uh, uh, property. So that was an initiative brought on earlier, which would allow sort of a triple claim in the first year. We 
kind of ignored it for a few years when we got these new IEP rules, but we're going to fall back into these rules. So that triple claim in the first year, uh, that also is changing December 31st. Starting next year, it'll only be a double claim, which works out to just ignoring the half year rule. That's all it is. So just keep in mind, a lot less bang for your buck when purchasing those capital assets January 1st going forward. Mm -hmm. Well, a bit of a scary issue that popped up out of the courts. And this is a reminder that sometimes we make decisions without considering tax ramifications. I don't know who those crazy people are, but you know, we're motivated by efficiency perhaps. Uh, that was a great example of what we saw in court. These guys had an agreement where they were reimbursing travel costs to a whole bunch of employees. And they said, this is nightmarish. Everybody's got to keep receipts. They got to turn them in. We got to vet the receipts. You know what? Per kilometer. That's the way to go. We'll just pay them a fixed amount per kilometer because we know that if you pay a per kilometer travel allowance, no tax. Let's make it even simpler. We'll measure the kilometers from this one standardized starting location because they probably wouldn't have to come into the office anyway. So we'll measure it from the office maybe. Well, unfortunately, the legislation says you get that tax-free allowance if it's based on nothing but actual kilometers driven. And the court looked at this and looked at pretty much every provision that could have got you a tax-free travel allowance, but kept coming back to you're not leaving from the right place. You're not measuring the real distances. It's not tax-free. Hmm. Yeah, so pretty scary, but a great reminder there. Final item we just want to pop up, heads up, we've referenced a great article here talking about proposed changes to the Canada Business Corporations Act on the theme of expanded disclosure requirements. Under these changes, we are going to be seeing a publicly searchable register of ownership interest in private corporation, who owns what, what their percentage ownership interest is. Uh, so if that sends off a few alarm bells in your head or your client's head. Take a look at this advisor uh, article here. We've also referenced a second article talking about provincial registration and disclosure requirements under Ontario, Quebec and BC. That's all we have. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian accounting professionals with practical tax information for over 40 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and pre-recorded seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more information, go to videotax.com. The preceding information is for general information purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts or circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more information, go to videotax.com slash disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2023. All rights reserved.